I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. You can work from the road while turning your vehicle into a powerful high-speed data Wi-Fi hotspot with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. On the network that covers more roads than any other carrier. Connect up to 10 devices and stream conference calls. Finish up that presentation or answer last-minute emails. Go to att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to see if you're eligible for a free trial today. Based on independent third-party data, always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome, everybody, to another show of this. Uh, you know, what we do on this show is, is sometimes connect dots. Uh, we're very actually don't we actually have our own committee, the dot connecting committee, which kind of puts together things to lead people to reasons why things are the way they are. And the one thing we're looking at here in California is rising crime. We know that. And a lot of attention is paid to people like the L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon, which is fine. He deserves the attention. And by the way, we have a story on him coming up later on yeah, in the show that will really burn you. He broke new ground with this one. <laughs> he did break new ground with this one. But um, there were other reasons why there's rising crime. And we go back to the year 2011. They had a bill on the table, Assembly Bill 109. I remember talking to Chuck DeVore, the former state politician who now lives in Texas. He left us. <laughs> for a different life. He didn't die, but he, but he went to Texas. Well, I said left us for Texas. I didn't say he died, so. Well, yeah. you paused there. But thanks said, for clarifying Well, that. you paused. You said he left us, and there was this pause. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I said he left us for Texas. Go back okay. and play the tape. That's exactly what I said. In one, well, I did. Okay. You just wanted to have your joke about him not dying. Yes, I wanted to have my joke. <laughs> Somebody showed up with that. And I knew you were going to do that, so I purposely <laughs> phrased it, he left us for Texas in one sentence, so. I had to cut you off sometimes. <laughs> You're a diversion. Yes, I am. <laughs> You're taking us down an exit ramp. Uh, you succeeded, though. Um, anyway, uh, he pointed this out. He came on our show back then, and he talked about AB 109, and the, the prison population had grown to the point where a judge didn't like it. Uh, the activists, the anti-prison people, were filing lawsuits 
left and right that the conditions in prison were abysmal. A mental health treatment, health services, on and on and on and on. And they got a sympathetic judge. So he entered the picture and made a mess of things. Jerry Brown was the governor. And what the result of this was, let's find a way to empty the prisons. And that's what they've done for the last 10 years. In fact, Assembly Bill 109 turned out to be the one that was called the prisoner dumping bill. This was the first, it's 11 years of this now, of where they started to cut back the prison population and they found new ways to make sure inmates don't come back. That was the trick with AB 109. It wasn't about releasing prisoners. It was about, well, if they do get released and they're on parole, find a way to keep them locally. Put them in your county jail if you have to do anything. Don't send them back to us. In fact, famously, Jerry Brown complained to the district attorney out in San Bernardino County, you're sending me too many prisoners. I don't like this. What are you doing with the courts? So from there, we moved into things like Proposition 47 and 57. And we've talked about those ad nauseum here on the show. Which brings us to today's story and another dot. State officials announce they'll begin closing another prison. Chukwala Valley State Prison in Riverside County. They're planning cutbacks at six more prisons, including a women's prison in Sacramento County. But when you scroll down in the story, you find the number that you need to know as to why we are having such a problem with crime. And that's because they have reduced the prison population so low these people are out there amongst us committing crimes because that's what they do. And we had a system that was working well, thanks to three strikes and other laws. State prisons last week held about 94,000 people, down from 120,000 in 2019 and 160,000 in 2011. So there's 60. That's why I began the story with 2011. There's 66,000 criminals on the streets that wouldn't have been there in 2011. In 2011, these 66,000 would have been behind bars. Now they've rigged the system, so those those criminals and their successors never get to prison. And what's a hoot about this Sacramento Bee story? It's not really a hoot. It shows you how the media covers things. The only angle that they covered on this about the downside of this is the fact that it's having an effect on local economies. The city of Susanville sued to block Newsom's plan to close the Lassen County prison. There's nothing about the crime rates and oh. the reason that we're talking about crime more on the show. Uh, that's just not covered at all. Yeah, that's about the only employer in Susanville. Like it's the, a small place. Like the town is over, yeah. No. <laughs> Either work in the prison or uh, you don't work. And, and so I, now everyone there is not going to be working. I'm not for, quote, as it says in the story, protecting jobs in the community. But it's more about California safety. And that's why I called this a dot. And this is the big dot because it explains a lot when you look at that incredible drop in the prison population. You can't say that hasn't contributed to higher crime rates because they don't want these folks returned to prison after they commit crimes. And and that's all they do in Sacramento. They reject bill after bill. (laughs) That well, could uh, result in people being in prison. So, so t- tell me this. This is almost like some weird uh, Darwinism here. Why are people voting for politicians who make it more likely that they're going to be victims of crimes? Why do you elect politicians who care more and are more sympathetic to prisoners than you? Because that's what everybody's done. 
there's a critical mass. There's two-thirds majorities in the Assembly and the State Senate, and you have Democratic governors for many years now, and they've been pushing these policies for over a decade. Why do you vote for them? Now we're down 66,000 prisoners. Anybody think that's a good thing? Does anybody think, if we 10 years ago we said, hey, would you like a world with 66,000 prisoners out early? Who, who raises their hand and said, yeah. And it's I'd not like our state's population plummeted. So no. I always said, and I'll say it again, this crowd that thinks that the prisons are overcrowded is acting like, oh, we have too many prisoners per population. Well, There's I, no such thing as that. You don't know. If you can control crime, then you don't have as many prisoners. Well, but the, if you don't control crime, you're going to have more prisoners. But now we're in that bizarro world is we're not controlling crime and we have less prisoners. That's the worst of all possibilities. The overcrowded prison issue is a fake issue. Because I remember Chuck DeVore coming on our show 10 years ago, and he said they had a bill to spend billions of dollars to build new prisons. Or that was AB 109, the which they yeah. gutted and they made they yeah. turned it into the prisoner so, dumping bill. So, you know, if you, the, the first thing you would do if you have uh, a crowded prisons is build more prisons. There's plenty of room. That That's not an issue. That's a fake issue. But all the progressives in the media never, ever raised that end. It was all about overcrowding, civil rights being violated, blah, blah, blah. And I swear, I think the whole thing was coordinated because, because you had these activists. They shopped around for the right judge. The legislature needed a judge's decision to justify what they were doing. And I think the legislators and the activists worked together and said, here, you go to this judge, you file this lawsuit. We think we're going to get this decision. And here's what we can do as a legislator, as a legislative body. And, and it's all preordained. It, it, these aren't, it, this isn't happenstance. It's like, oh, my God, look what happened next. No, this was the plan, and it worked. They know what they're doing. Look at the timeline of this. It was a horrible time in the 80s and 90s with crime in California. Gangs are out of control. Three strikes passed in 1993. And from there, for the next uh, almost 10 years, it's a pretty good run. Politicians would come out and talk about the lower crime rates. But beginning in 2011, they started to dismantle this with the prisoner dumping bill and this judge that thought there were too many prisoners in the prisons. And now we're 10 years forward from that, and you're starting to see the effects. Yeah. Everything takes time. I mean, it took a while for us to reduce the crime with the laws of the 90s. And now with what they did in but, 2011, we're starting to see the effects. You know what's weird? Life was better 10 years ago. It was. Everyone will say that. Life was certainly better. on the homeless and crime front. Well, yeah, when you weren't when you weren't constantly looking over your shoulder, you could walk out at night in a shopping district or to a restaurant and not be afraid. Now, people are afraid to walk in the evening. They're afraid to go out to a restaurant. They're looking over their shoulder. They watch what kind of car they take. I know people who don't take their nice car out. Right. And I, I and they, they and they don't wear jewelry. And they don't have a nice handbag. And they're constantly on the next door app sharing crime stories. Burglaries here, break-ins over there. We've got ring video. We've got dash cam video. Everybody spends all day sharing all this stuff. And this didn't exist 10 years ago. So every, it makes everybody even more unhappy, more paranoid, rightfully paranoid and unhappy. These crimes are really happening. And... and you created this situation because you elected people who closed down the prisons and got rid of a lot of the charges. 
a lot of the criminal charges just yeah, don't exist anymore. A lot of things are put out, they're reduced, or they're kicked, and you got a DA now that doesn't like any enhancements, you right, know, which adds prison time. There's no jail time for misdemeanors. Felonies became misdemeanors. All the shoplifting isn't even isn't even prosecuted anymore. I, I, mean, I mean, Walmart said the other day it's going to be closing stores around the country in the cities where the crime is out of control and, and the shoplifting is costing them bill. I heard today retail theft costs companies one hundred billion dollars in 2021 100 billion that is staggering amount of money being stolen and so the companies are saying fine we're just going to close up go on amazon we're out of here also in this story newsom wants to shut down the use of any private prisons that's what they did back then when they ran out of prison space and refused to build more prisons they actually contracted out with private prisons he wants to get rid of all those too so that figure i gave you uh, which is a low number of prisoners today, uh, it would be it would be even higher if we actually had private prisons, but he's not using them anymore. That's another thing that's gone. So, and one more note, talked about these groups that were responsible for going to judges and trying to get uh, the prisoners released or not having anybody sent to prison. Here's one with a name that is wonderful. Californians United for a Responsible Budget. It's, it's described in the Sacramento Bee as a prison closure advocacy group. But that's not their name. Their mm-hmm. name is Californians yeah. United for Responsible Budget because they did their homework and their research. And they found out that people, oh, when they hear how much it costs per prisoner, which we agree is absurd, they, 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 they think it's bad. Incarceration is bad. And we have to, that we overspend on that's prisons. Right. It's about so a, they use that to good effect sure. for it's, their campaign. It's about emotional manipulation of ignorant people. It's a great way to get your way. Yeah, and we know the prison guard union's powerful. They get good pay. That's because they got the politicians in their pocket. They Solve that problem. Don't shut down prisons. <laughs> All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Hey, uh, the Moist Line is coming back fast. We're already on Wednesday. It'll be here on Friday. You can leave a message for the Moist Line. Uh, a lot of people do it using the iHeartRadio app, which I think you hear about from time to time on KFI, don't you, John? I mentioned the app. Or... Oh, every 10 minutes. Although, you know, when I run into people, they're not from here. And they ask about the show, and I mentioned we're an iHeart station, iHeart app. They're like, yeah, know all about that. Never heard of KFI, but I know well, all about the iHeartRadio app. iHeart so has 850 uh, stations around the country. So right. every, everybody's pushing that app every 10 minutes. So you can do it that way, or of course, call the toll free number one eight seven seven Moist eighty six one eight seven seven six six four seven eight eight six. Great story coming up. The second one this week about LA Unified. Yesterday it was about the teachers union wanting a twenty percent raise. We'll get to uh, the learning loss idea after the news at two thirty, and the response from the students about making up the learning loss with extra time hitting the books in the classrooms. Uh, we'll tell you what happened, because it's a laugher. Not if you're a student or a parent, but that's part of the reason there's a problem. Uh, oh, we have a, a Biden audio clip to play. We mentioned yesterday he went to Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, he decided not to go to the border. The audio we played yesterday basically says it's not important. Instead, I'm here at a uh, semiconductor plant. That's what's important. So There's uh, more important things to do. Yeah, so there's probably anything funnier. There's Joe Biden trying to talk about semiconductors and then talking about nanometers. And 
nanochips and he has <laughs> not a clue he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's 80 years old. and It's the first time he's seen these words. He... <laughs> a nanochip is an integrated circuit that is so small, individual particles of nanochip play major roles in a lot of technology. So uh, this is what happened when he tried to explain all this. Sir. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. We'll construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, three nano chips, the three nano chip, chips and the three nano. And you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nano, no, no. I don't know. And that's <laughs> nano, no, no. I don't know. <laughs> he got, he got a laugh. Uh, he was trying to explain that there are three nanometers in size, I guess. But he got <laughs> Who knows what he's of... trying to explain? He doesn't know. <laughs> Nano, no, no. I don't know. Uh, this, By the way, he mentions the company there. It's the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. Does that mean that even though they're producing chips in Arizona, they're owned by? Well, I don't know. And we talked about Taiwan and their importance in the whole microchip industry, if they ever get well, invaded by China and that becomes disrupted, whoo, whoo, whoo. Well, there, there's going to be a big ripple effect. There, There is a huge issue. And they did pass in Washington last year a bill to help finance uh, chip factories in, uh, in this country and right. to get that uh, industry somewhat out of China because China had so many chip factories. They really had a stranglehold on the industry. And now, with them uh, being so belligerent in so many ways and their stupid COVID lockdowns, you can't trust them. You can't rely on them. I read Apple is planning on opening up uh, numerous factories in India to get out of the phone manufacturing business no, it's in China. No, it caused problems with the oh, new you, iPhone production, right? You can't, the COVID you, lockdowns and everything else going on over you there. You can't trust that country. It's, it's, it's too dictatorial and too, too unpredictable. You just can't trust them. And, and so, the, I, I mean, I can't imagine that we created an, an economy where China has a gun to our head for something like computer chips. I mean, that was decades worth of bad management on the part of uh, all the presidents and uh, all the parties in Congress. Okay. That was well, really they, stupid. You got, you got your little uh, financial savings for a few years, right? And look at, look at what it cost on the back end. Now you got to build new factories all over the place, all over the world. Yeah, I mean— Dumb isn't that the way it works? California has all the tech companies, but they come up with the ideas, but all the production is done in foreign countries because it's cheap, right? And yeah. you have to deal with all the restrictions and pay regulations and all the and, and unions it, and all that crap. And that's what they keep telling you. Well, it's cheaper. See, your phone is cheaper. And it's like, it's a short-term <laughs> short sugar high because eventually yes. you're dealing with a communist dictatorship and they're not your friends. They lure you in with the cheap prices that you can get labor for and then cheap prices for your product. And then one day, boom, you realize you're married to somebody who's turned into a monster. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, so what do you know? He kind of, they kind of borrowed a, a, an idea from the Trump playbook, didn't they, to try to bring jobs back to America and particularly in something as necessary as uh, chips, oh, computer chips. You know, you know Trump, uh, one day, 100 years from now, one thing they'll say was Trump was absolutely right about China. Because if you work in business, you know what China's really up to. The only thing they had going for them is they're willing to provide slave labor to these disgusting American companies. <laughs> who, for all their woke bullcrap that they sell, right, to the people. Again, it's emotional manipulation. For all that woke bullcrap, 
really what they are, true slave owners. True slave owners. And, and it, it's just bring the little kids in, bring the women in, bring the Uyghurs in, and then we'll lock you inside a building for 15 hours and pay you a dollar a day. I, I, I mean, anything, any company that has suicide nets around their top floors, isn't that a sign? All right, when we return, we mentioned yesterday that the Teachers Union for LA Unified is probably prepared to go on strike. They want a 20% raise. are being offered like 8%, and they want all these other things. Um, on top of that, today's story deals with the learning loss problem that occurred because the schools were locked down so long. The kids are like years behind. Well, they came up with an idea to help them catch up a little bit. Where do you hear the results? John and Ken, KFI, AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Well, the useless L.A. City Council and other L.A. City departments, you know, they passed last summer this uh, law that uh, you have to keep homeless encampments they can't be within 500 feet of schools. So now we have the story that a middle school in Koreatown is plagued by just that, a large homeless encampment. In fact, a local principal at that school is actually talking to the media about it. <clears throat> Why didn't they get the relief that's in the law? Who knows? We got Blake Trolley from KFI News who will talk to us. Is that Nithya Raman's district? Uh, Korea. No, it's what's his name? Mitchell Farrell, the outgoing Mitchell Farrell. I heard this morning in Koreatown. I did hear that from. Yeah. Councilman Mitchell Farrell represents the area. It's in your story, John. Uh, Channel. Yeah. 5. I, yeah. It's just I, I think she has part of Koreatown. Well, yeah, whatever. well, this, this his, school it's is his, in... it's his block, whatever this is. Boy, so. is he is he just a waste product? Huh? It said his office told KTLA that services and outreach have been going on in this encampment will continue at least until the end of his term, which is, of course, the end of this week. Hey, look, you get three more uh, days of services. What do you mean services? No, no, no. It's the police showing up and saying, everybody go out. There are children here. Uh, is that yeah, what we're getting from this story, that they don't do it that way? Instead, they go there with outreach workers and it could take weeks and months to get anybody out? Is that uh, really what they're doing with this ordinance? Uh, it's, uh, well, I think in Mitchell Farrell's case, yeah. See, what, what I was, you know, uh, Tracy Park, um, I think she said it on the show, said, or maybe I read it in an interview, that she has found out that being a, a city councilman, you really have a lot of access to resources. You really have a lot of control for money and services and what it's spent on oh, in your yeah, district. Oh, yeah, they have their own fiefdoms there. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like each of these council people are mini-mayors. For that geographical area. We heard years ago when it came to, like, development, they don't get in each other's way. They all have their own little fiefdoms, and right. you can control your own little uh, area there in your council district. And so I think different council people have wildly different attitudes, obviously, about... Uh, about. No, he voted for the ordinance. Camp. The only one that didn't was well, Bonin and Raman. Well, and... sure, you can vote for an, audi an ordinance and then not execute. Right? You vote for the ordinance but, because you're running for re-election, but you don't actually clear out the encampments. But Echo Park Lake was in his district. He got that cleared out. Not that he deserves a lot of credit. It took too long, but at least they did something there. You would think he'd do something for this poor school. I, he's never been a firebrand about it. I don't know what the local politics were. Sometimes a certain area crosses some imaginary line in terms of the trouble it's creating. Because that park took years to get... To the point where there were 200 homeless people living there. Yeah, it was there. disgusting. So for right. years he didn't do anything. And then something made him do, take action. I don't know what that was. I've always been curious about that. Because then he reverted back to his usual useless uh, cruise ship dancer self. All right, now we'll be talking about that after 3 o'clock. Uh, but talking about the schools, 
Uh, this is just fantastic. Tells you all you need to know. It's like another dot and another story. Uh, the Los Angeles Unified School District uh, came up with a plan to do something about the loss of learning that happened to the students thanks to the pandemic, the lockdowns, and of course, most importantly, the all-powerful L.A. Teachers Union called United Teachers Los Angeles. They were calling all the shots, and they didn't want anybody returning to the classroom because, as we said, uh, Zoom school was a nice gig. I'd have to put up with all the pressure seeing these kids in the face, and some of them don't show up anyway. So... They're going to spend $123 million to help students make up with some of the learning loss. Two days during winter break, they would go into school and sit in a classroom and perhaps learn something. This is their big plan. Two days. I, and the what? funny part is only one in nine students have signed up. So it's a failure on both ends. It was a dumb plan to begin with, and now it has well, no because, participation. Because it comes at the end of the semester when everyone's looking forward to uh, the winter break. And uh, you have to go to school for two more days, and you're being told this is going to make up for 16 months that you missed? <laughs> two days. And you wouldn't have your own teacher. See, not no. all the teachers are going to participate. You might have to go to a different school. To get that's why some parents subjected. You know what? They didn't know what this was about and whether or not this would be worth anything. So they didn't respond with a yes, we'll do it. Administrators for the LAUSD, it's a special kind of moron. I I I, I know they've all got titles coming out of their rear ends and they've got degrees coming out of their rear ends. But they when they actually put some idea into practice, it is comically bad. It's like, okay, we're going to make up for 16 months of no school because the teachers refused to work and everybody was panicking. And we're going to give you uh, uh, two days uh, the week before Christmas. Who wants to come? Well, well nobody wants to come. Almost guess, literally nobody wants to come. Guess who was behind that stupidity? Not just the superintendent and the rest of the uh, administrators. Uh, the union did this. They uh, had a plan originally to put the extra learning days on Wednesdays, but the school year would have been four days longer. The teachers union threatened to go to court saying this is a change in working conditions. We want to sit down and negotiate what you're doing. A freaking four extra days to so, maybe help a student or two with learning loss and United Teachers Los Angeles said, no, we got to go to the bargaining table over this. This is too much of a change in working conditions. Uh -huh. You see what we're dealing with? They're, they're, they're cruel, selfish fanatics. They're they really are scorched earth idiots. Oh, they are. They are. This this teachers union is absolutely horrible. They're horrible people. They don't care about your kid. Honestly, I, and I know it's so hard for poor families because you don't have another option. You don't have nowhere to go. You have no money to. You have no to money to, to go school, anywhere. It's just that's what I'm to saying. To hire a tutor, you it, have no money. Uh, it is the most, and, and, it, and it's almost all minority kids. It is the most racist. Poly what is more racist than than forcing? Uh, all these minority children into this terrible substandard education that 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 everybody else, the middle class, white students, Asian students, don't have to deal with. I mean, you, uh, this is just it's just torturous what they're doing to these kids. Oh, so they, they forced this administrators to negotiate with the union. They came up with this stupid two day plan during the Christmas break. Oh, and, and then they're going to act break. like martyrs, right? Oh, we're giving up two days of our Christmas vacation for you. Well, not all the teachers are participating, which is the other problem. That they can only get a certain percentage of sure. them no. to, to come and do this. Because they don't have to. But now the enrollment is so low, barely anybody has to do this because most of the parents opted not to send their kids for these extra two days. It's, it's all a complete mess.
And it shows you, it's another dot, as I said, yeah. why the schools and the education in SoCal, particularly LA Unified, is abysmal. Right. And so, now we've been talking about this for a long time. You know how many how many adults are wandering around who are completely uneducated? Forget forget college. They, 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 they have no math skills and no reading skills. They're basically illiterate when it comes to reading, and they're math illiterate. They can't even count. I know they can't count. I, I watched them counting out change at the stores. You, it, it's shocking how many people can't count and can't read. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after 3 o'clock, uh, we'll be talking to Blake Trolley from KFI News about this story involving a middle school in the Koreatown neighborhood of L.A., which is plagued by a homeless encampment right next door. You should and see the photo of man. Well, Just an endless line of tents blocking the sidewalk. The kids can't even walk to school. How come the children don't have any allies in this city? They don't have the teachers union beside them. They don't have the police. They don't have the politicians. They don't have anybody on their side. This no. is extremely dangerous. Can Everybody's you, on the side of the homeless and the criminals. Can you imagine the creeps? And sometimes they're both. Inside these tents and what they're doing? Can you imagine all the deviant acts going on in these tents? I would rather not. How, how, thank the, you for bringing that up. Are the kids walking out in traffic? How do you get to school? I mean, it is a solid line of tents from from the right to the left. The entire block. How, do, again, you get to, how do you walk to school? City passed an ordinance last summer. But you can't be that close to a school. Well, how come nothing's happened? Well, you know what? Mitch O'Farrell, who is the uh, councilman in this district, is getting replaced by uh, one of these uh, new age socialists. So what do you think is going to happen? Nothing. (laughs) Yes, that's Hugo Soto Martinez Mm -hmm. is taking over that seat. And Gil Cedillo leaves, and his seat's taken over by another one. Eunice Hernandez is another one of these socialists. So uh, all sympathy there for criminals and homeless people. From those, from those that's clients. right and, okay. and screw the kids no school for you and uh you can't even walk to school there's there's no entrance anymore crawl through the uh the meth addicts tent hope he's wearing clothes yeah they're uh hope he doesn't grab you on your way into school their agenda will be all about free rent right and <laughs> free rent uh, free yeah, metro that, that works <laughs> All right, from time to time, you hear a story like this, and when you read it, you're like, could this really be? There are still men in the United States who'd like to have many wives. These are offshoots from the Mormon Church, something called the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any modern-day Mormon will tell you that went out long ago, but... Just like there are offshoots, there's very conservative branches of like the Catholic Church. They still want to do the Mass in Latin. It's not as bad as this, but uh, in other words, they believe in uh, keeping to long, long held traditions and uh, ignoring any alterations for, for the modern world. So uh, we now learned about Samuel Rappel, Rappy Lee, Samuel Rappy Lee Bateman. And this is Colorado City, Arizona, not Utah. And uh, well, he had more than 20 wives. That's a lot to deal with. I, that would be so exhausting. A lot of them are I mean, underage, too. That's the scary part, and that's I, why he got in big trouble. I, I'm, what was that TV show that was on a few years big ago? Love, big, big Love. Big Love. On HBO, right? Yes. Watch that guy's life. I don't know. It was fictional, but it was probably based on somebody had knowledge of how that works. Somebody's memoirs. Oh, yeah. my God. It's just one he only thing. had three. 
you know, one thing. I did watch that show. I watched all whatever seasons of it. Yeah, and I watched quite a few episodes. But it really is one thing after another. You know, times ten. Yes, he was often Uh, right. There were so many complications because of the. And he always looks. Job and with uh, the the wives getting along and all this. Oh yeah, that's right. They don't get along. They naturally will compete. So uh, you you have like ten wives competing for your attention. Twenty. This guy. This one had more than twenty. Uh, he said it wow. was the will of God, the heavenly Father's will that's, that these wives. That's not a God I want. And, and as I said, God a tells of them, me to get twenty wives. It's like no God, I'm going to go find another one. Another one. Well, but doesn't this? Uh, how do I put it gently? Uh, a man wants to spread his seed, as you like to say, so he can sort of remain a monogamous Maybe in the I'm, sense that uh, he's got these wives and he can. Because I think that's what he did on Big Love. He'd spend different times, uh, right. different nights of the week in the different houses of the, of the wives. Oh, and the thing is, you know, all the marriages follow the same arc. You know, so after a while, there's nothing going on in any of the ten houses. It's, uh, it's not like you're, uh, one of the ten is uh, a nymphomaniac. It's, Twenty. It, you keep seeing ten. There's Twenty. 20. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just, I, I can't, no, my brain will not accept Twenty. Twenty. They even had the number more than 20. He said that um, it was the will of God to encourage his followers, including the minor children, to engage in sex acts. He was oh, the leader of this branch is. of that, the church. Well, that's a cover just for, uh, for a pedophile, then. Oh, of course it is. That's yes, all it you is. are exactly right. Just, it's, it's religious cover for a pedophile. And maybe they, it always uh, was. They tracked down eight girls who had been under Bateman's care but were placed in state custody in Arizona to an Airbnb in Washington state. They had escaped from their group homes in Arizona. So that's where they're getting some of this information from. He's like one of those creepy cult leaders. Now, none of them so far have disclosed actual sexual abuse by Bateman, but at least one admitted being present and partially nude for sex orgies. So there was that going on too. Oh, so that was going on. Oh, then that's all it is. It's a sex cult. Under the guise of multiple marriages and, and behind God. But you think he was the only man with like 20 women around him or in an orgy? Wow, that's, a, that's also a big responsibility. That's exhausting as well. Like the whole thing makes me tired. Uh, they spotted uh, a vehicle driven by one of Bateman's wives in which all any of the missing girls were passengers. You notice women aren't into having multiple husbands. So, um, yeah, one's enough. Can you imagine 10 husbands? No. I don't think that comes up too often that a woman has no. married more than one man. It's, it's always guys with these uh, har- underage harems. I've never heard of uh, a woman with like 10, uh, you know, teenage boys. You know, just That's, three years ago. Except maybe Madonna. He was married to one woman and had a daughter who was born in 2005. So this just exploded. After that woman left him, he began accumulating wives, according mm. to the court records. Uh, well, he showed her, huh? Uh, yeah, and it looks like some of the women were helping him recruit the girls. Ah, right. we got an Epstein yeah. situation. Right. Yeah, that seems like that was part of this. Um, in December 2020, Bateman drove to a couple's home in Colorado City in a large SUV packed with women and girls. He introduced everyone yeah. as his wives. The youngest of the girls was born in 2011, so we're talking nine. Oh. Oh, a nine-year-old. Okay. Well, now, now this makes sense to me. Yeah. See, I mean, if it, if you're going to tell me it's twenty wives his age, 
I would say that's not possible. Oh no, a lot but of now under it's 18. like okay, he's into uh, group sex with uh, with uh, like yeah. little girls, basically. And just so you know, he's forty six. <laughs> he yeah. would once he knew they were on to him. He started to use something called Signal, an encrypted messaging application, to communicate with his wives and his followers. Yeah, yeah and they also broke that too. Yeah, that's uh, that's what the technology is good for. Some of this. Yeah, to go underground. To go underground, yeah. All right, when we return, Blake Trolley will be here to talk about this homeless encampment right on, right on top of a middle school in Koreatown. Johnny Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark, live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.